This episode is brought to you by Extreme Detail and LKN, Chance Owens with EXP Realty, Deep Blue Renovations, and Artcraft Custom Graphics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, Not Your Dad's Hunting and Fishing Show. Thanks for stopping in and listening for this week. Big shout out. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, They've been helping us out with a load of stuff that's been going on. Uh, Big thank you to all the followers, the listeners, the people that like, follow, share, comment, uh, hate on us, whatever y'all got. I don't care. We appreciate all of you. Uh, all right, so last week, last week we had to do some switching and jumbling around a little bit. Uh, the guy that was supposed to come on last week <clears throat> had some family issues that he had to deal with. It's completely, you know, understandable that that is uh, something that happens. Uh, so this week Hunter is coming on uh, to tell us the story about the shrimp boat, the shrimp boat that washed up on shore down in South Carolina, down in Myrtle Beach. Um, I reached out to Hunter mainly because um, this is something that's kind of close to to where we have a lot of um, real estate down in uh, Oak Island. Uh, spent all, damn, damn near all of my life down at Oak Island um, uh, since I was a baby. So being you know, not exactly close, but kind of close down there. I just kind of wanted to get the story and, and talk to Hunter. I bit off way more than, than I can chew. This story is a lot bigger than what I thought it was. It's a lot more in depth than I thought it was. And it's a lot more moving than I thought it was. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, Hunter agreed to come on. And, uh, so we're going to talk to Hunter about, um, the shrimp boat washing up on shore and everything that entails with that. I'm going to kind of give Hunter the show and he's going to tell the story and uh, we're just going to go with it. All right. So I'll be right back on with Hunter. All right. So coming on the show today, we have Hunter. Hunter's going to tell us the story about the shrimp boat, uh, all that entails about it. Uh, I've heard the story from hunter kind of bits and pieces and uh you know he is it's a very moving story it is very it is um something that is a lot bigger than what i thought it was what but uh hunter knows pretty much everything there is to know about that story so this is why i reached out to him i wanted him to come on uh he agreed to come on and tell the story so we're gonna turn it over to hunter and let him tell the story hunter what's going on man welcome to the show Thank you, brother. Oh, it's just another evening. Um, what's so funny, when when it was all said and done, the Coast Guard, they come over there, and they could not believe that, that we had got that big old thing back to water. <laughs> and my old, man, my old man looked at him, he laughed. He said, oh, boys, that's just another day for us. It blows just their mind. Day. Just another just day a, out here. Just another day in life. Yeah. Yep. So, um... So when I initially reached out to you, Hunter, I I didn't know that, you know, all the backstory with, with the boat and, and, you know, all the, I, I'm going to call it historical uh, stuff that had to do with the boat down uh, where y'all were at. And, and you kind of let me in on that. And um, 
Man, it's it's impressive. I mean, to say the least, it's impressive. Well, I agree that um, man. To be honest with you, that boat and, and just the entire community as a whole, um, I mean, it, it is a truly impressive story. The um, so the boat, which is the Shana Michelle, at one time it was the Winds of Fortune. Now the Winds of Fortune was owned by a man named Wayne Magwood from Shim Creek. Shim Creek is just north of Charleston. It's a it's a fishing town and it's it's actually blowed up, you know, become a tourist hotspot. And Wayne Magwood, he is a true staple of that community. Well hell he, he's a true staple of the entire shrimping world. Mm-hmm. Him his boat it, it is well, I believe in my heart that it's probably the most famous shrimp boat on the East Coast. I mean, you you, you got a movie one time called The Perfect Storm that had a boat called the Andrea Gale, mm-hmm. and that famous because it was a big movie and whatnot. But but that was just make believe, right. you know that that happened in that story. But that Hollywood took it. The Winds of Fortune and, and Wayne Magwood. That is a real that's a real story. I mean, that is a real man, a real boat. Um, yeah, Wayne is from that that village down there, and he um he bought that. He he was actually the second owner of the boat. I'm not sure the real name when they first built it, but the boat was a factory built Desco boat. Desco is a company down there out of Florida, and it is a fiberglass shrimp boat. It is the Cadillac of all shrimp boats. I mean, a a, a Desco boat that is the, probably the most sought after besides buying something like a big, great big steel hole. With a mm-hmm. with a freezer set on it, and um, Wayne, what he done with his boat and for his community, it'll be talked about for a long time. The reason that boat is so famous is um, it it was on Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. There's an episode where they took Mike Rowe out there shrimping, uh-huh. and uh, there was another show called The Amazing Race. My one of his family members filled me in about this the other day. It was um, I, I haven't looked it up. You you can pull it up on the internet somewhere. It was um something where they put the boat in it and put some contestants on it, and whatnot. Went took them out shrimping. Yeah. It was also, it was also in Darius Rucker's music video for the comeback song. Wow. And they put they put Darius on the back of her and they um they took her down there under the Charleston Bridge and that. That was a big hit song, you know, and that boat was in it, and that that also made it famous. And and then every year, up until Wayne died, they had the the blessing of the fleet down there, and that was the true star of the show. Right. And then, um, Wayne Wayne got he got old eventually, and his health started to decline, and it's heartbreaking. But he he decided to sell the boat. But when he decided to sell the boat. He didn't. He didn't just want to sell it to anybody. I mean, he 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 kind of cold through the you know the selections down there. A bunch of people wanted it, but my good friend Aaron, he, he he's my lifelong friend. Him and my little brother, they was born the same day, about an hour apart, and I've known him my entire life. I mean, mm-hmm. he's one of the, he's one of them people that no matter what you can call him and he's there. He's got you back and and same goes for him that's how i feel towards him i have his back and right. um so when all this happened and and his boat ended up on the grand strand of myrtle beach down there in south myrtle beach all the all the boys they come together 
and um, the the whole episode of, of getting the boat off the hill that is just it's a true it's an amazing story and that's why I'm glad you got up with me if I could tell it you know and put it on your, your show. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, the biggest thing is with 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 this story is I think a lot of people have seen it. A lot a lot of people have seen it, but they've only seen it through. Uh, through the eyes of of the either the news or somebody talking about it on facebook or or something like that the the deal is uh, yeah. is is nobody has has really looked at it uh, at least from my perspective i haven't or i didn't um didn't see it from the perspective of somebody who who's been there from the beginning of this boat in, in this person's life or in your life or in y'all's community's life so this is something that is not, it's not just a boat. And, and I think people need I to bet. understand it's, it's not just a boat people. This is something that was providing for a community. Well, th- that, that boat, it's kind of like the mascot of the entire shrimping industry. In my opinion, you know, people, they don't understand what it takes to bring something out the ocean and put it on your dinner plate. They just don't realize that the work, the hours, the, the time spent in keeping a vessel going, the, the money spent in keeping your nets right and keeping all your equipment, you know, everything going, everything greased and old and, you know, ready to work. And um, right. that that world, the real salt life, not that middle of the mall bullshit, not that stuff you go get you a sticker and a T-shirt. No, the real salt life, the, the ones that, the ones that's not really spoken about. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody asked me after all this, you know, what's the best way to describe a waterman? And and a waterman is a term that I've heard my whole life. I even wrote a song about it. Um, a waterman is a man or a woman that raises their family solely by working on the water, whether it's fishing, shrimping, clamming, oystering, building docks, dredging, tugboating, you know, doing anything on the water, that, that is a that is a hard way of life. Mm-hmm. It, it's real honest, just nose to the grindstone type labor that a lot of people they just they don't they don't really see the whole other side of it. and somebody asked me the best way to, to describe a commercial fisherman, I, I said unappreciated. Oh that, yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that um that's a real good way of of, of putting it Come, coming from somebody that truly knows a lot of commercial fishermen mm-hmm. you know I, I i built docks with my dad my my granddaddy he he tugboated he he run tugs up down the coast for years and then him and my dad started building docks in the in the late 70s early 80s and uh, that's something we have carried on you know to this day i still peel around in water doing this and that and uh, it's a dying industry Oh, yeah. it, it truly in that it is slowly dwindling away by politicians and 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 highfalutin people out there and, and and I'm not downing people fishing with 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 real nice boats and whatnot you know because everybody loves to be on the water especially in my area I live down here in Brunswick County right on the coast but a lot of people have a misconception about shrimping and the commercial fisherman side of it because of what they call bycatch uh-huh. you know that's the area you drag and, and then when you bring your nets up you dump a lot of different stuff on board and 
And but that is the circle of life. Right. The crabs eat. What the crabs don't eat, the seagulls they pick through it. And what the seagulls don't finish off the sharks, they completely finish it off. The sharks is pretty much like a blender right. on the back of a boat. Right. And that that is a big misunderstanding, you know, on bycatch and whatnot. You know, a lot of people is trying to outlaw shrimping on the beaches and and people gill netting and whatnot and that is how people i've known my entire life that is how they feed their families yeah by, yeah. by that art of, of of fishing you know and, and shrimping and, and using nets and whatnot and that is why it, it, I, i'm truly proud to have been a part of of that recovery mission because it was like a last attempt mm-hmm. for the dog to we we, we had no choice Right, but to say, boat because um, not only is it my one of my best friends in life, it not only is that his vessel that, you know, he, I mean, it was high and dry on the hill and in a boat like that, you don't have insurance on. It. I mean, it, it, it's a total loss mm-hmm. if you can't get it. If that boat, had we not got it off, it would have been a a great loss for everybody because yeah, that- a lot of people. That's the thing is it's it's not only a loss for, for, for Aaron, it's a loss for the community. It's, it's, it's not like I was saying, it's not just a boat. Some people are just like, oh man, there's a boat on shore over there. No, man, that's not just a boat, dude. That's somebody's livelihood. That's somebody's life over there on the, on the, on the beach right now. And I think a lot of people didn't look at it that way. Now, there's still a lot of people that still won't look at it that way. You never be able to change everybody's mind or anything like that. But hearing it come from you and 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 the way that you know he he got this boat, uh, like you were saying, he had the guy, the old man had to pick of the litter of however he wanted to sell that boat, whoever he wanted to sell that boat to, and he chose your buddy. And uh, so what was it like when he brought that boat back? Son, it was like bringing a celebrity. It was like bringing a celebrity to town because I and and I didn't, you know, I, I'm just an old country boy down in Barham Town, and I, I didn't know the significance of the boat. I knew a little bit about being in, in old Darius Rucker's song and, and Mike Rowe and all that. But until my buddy got the boat, brought it home, revived her, I mean, he had to do a lot of work to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, bring her back. Man, when we went through the blessing of the fleet that that first time, it, it was just incredible. It was a true humbling moment because that that was the star of the show. That man, his daughter, she she is um she's like the the head uh, or one of the head people that puts it together and and she gets up there and speaks right on the dock and where where the blessing of the fleet goes on. It's under the Charleston Bridge and all that and um. Oh man! I mean, it was such a moving thing because every, there weren't a dry eye in the crowd. I mean, when that thing come back through there, and that man meant so much to that community, and for everybody to see that boat show back up, and and us being on it, me standing there, and my buddy, so proud of him for doing that and accomplishing that. I mean, that alone is something that really you can't you can't even put words to describe it. Only people that that you know knows that way of life and. And sees all that, and, and that's why I try to share with people. Mm-hmm. It, it's how awesome it is to save something like that, you know, and to be yep. a part of it. Yep. And and when we when we first talked about this, when when I called you that day, and we and we kind of talked about it because 
I think you were a little on the fence about about doing it, and I was kind of a little on the fence about doing it because um, I've been so I've been in. I'm not not commercial fishing, but I've been around it. I've been around the people down there, and I I do know one thing is is you do not want to rub them them boys the wrong way. Like I mean, it's, you want to you know they don't they don't take too kindly to people outsiders coming in there and and poking and prodding around, and I don't blame them. So I kind of was like, well, oh. well, every every dog has some fight in them. Oh yeah. But what 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 you told me on the phone that day blessed my heart. You told me you said Hunter, there ain't nothing like seeing one of them boats coming down the waterway. That's a beautiful sight, and I oh, agreed yeah. with that. And oh, it yeah. touched my heart that you appreciated something like that I'm because I you. myself truly appreciate it. Is a beautiful sight. Oh, See it a is. Great there is nothing, I swear, I, I swear to you, I, that's what I told Hunter, I said, there is nothing prettier than when you come over that bridge over the waterway and the sun's setting and you see them shrimp boats coming in there with their catch coming back in, you know that whatever they got on there, it's going to help somebody. It's going to help somebody. Yep. And there is not a prettier sight in the world than seeing a bunch of shrimp boats heading into the daggum sun setting down the intercoastal waterway heading home i mean that is the yep. prettiest sight i think you can you could possibly paint a picture of for down there yes, at the it, beach oh yeah it's definitely one of them and i tell you man when i was a little boy growing up oh, there was so many boats at one time in barnum town and holding beach and different places and now there's not no. there there's just there might be 10 percent of what was around when i was a little boy and mm-hmm. and because it is so hard to keep stuff like go, you know, between the oh, price yeah. of fuel, price of equipment, and 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 the the decreased price of of shrimp and whatnot, and yeah. um, you know, they have all this imported seafood coming from overseas, you know, and it a lot of restaurants get it. Most Chinese restaurants, you go on the buffet and you get them little shrimp about the size of a quarter that's all farm raised over there they have a bunch of chickens in a pen and then chickens use the bathroom to shrimp underneath it eat that stuff and um i don't i mean yeah. i no I, i'll eat i'll eat a little bit of them with some general sal but i can tell you right now i can taste the difference in them <laughs> but, um, there, there ain't nothing like some carolina shrimp no that is there's a, not there there is absolutely flavor. not no yep. uh, that is um that is something <clears throat> that I enjoyed a lot when I'm down there and and it's so funny I'll tell a funny story real quick um whenever me and my wife first started dating um she figured out that I was pretty much raised down in Oak Island um my my father or my uh, grandfather was a state trooper down there <clears throat> so I spent months on months on months down there and they had a house down there. My my in-laws had a house down there. And um, so when we go down there, they were like, they said, well, what are we going to go eat for supper? And I said, well, so, you know, we got some different options. They said, well, we just go to Oak Island Restaurant. And I said, well, Oak Island Restaurant's fine. We can go there. That ain't no big deal. And they go there and they'd eat fried flounder and fried shrimp and whatever and, and go on. And I told my, my girlfriend, my wife, I told her, I said, um, you need to understand that there's more to eat than just that and there's different ways to eat it and she was like what are you talking about and boy let me tell you we started <laughs> we started down a journey going to provisions going over to betty's and and stuff like that eating different stuff or whatever and she finally realized like 
okay, there's more than just this fried shrimp thing going on down here. There's a different way to do it. And I took her to get oysters. We went and got oysters one day, and she was kind of iffy about that. But, yeah, I mean, just. Yeah, you, took her, you, you took right here on the rock, pick, or, pick oysters up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Boy, that's a keeper for sure. Right oh, there. yeah. And she, I'll tell you what, boy, she was like, I ain't getting in that water. <laughs> and I said, come on, there ain't nothing wrong with this water. Come on, get in here. She said, no, I ain't getting in that water. <laughs> but she went out there and she got a couple of them. So it's uh, everybody, she, everybody needs to go pick up a bushel of oysters one time. Mm-hmm, and like clams. It. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like you said, it's a different, it's a different way of life down there. It's a, but it is a, it is a family. And that, and that's kind of what what I kind of wanted to center this around is the fact that this was not just a boat. This is a family. This is a, this is a community. This is this is something bigger than just a, a a boat sitting on the sand out there. And and that's what you know. Thank God for people like you that realize, and for other people like you that realize, and y'all made the efforts to get that boat off of the sand it was a it was a time now oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah it really was no i'm gonna get you to tell me all about it here in just a minute that's for sure yep it was a time for sure okay so look now we're gonna we're gonna transition over to the the day right I want you to just kind of tell us how it started, uh, where it kind of started, you know, where it started in your, at your time or whatever for you and your buddy and just take us, take us on through it. How that, how that happened. All right. Here's my recollection of everything. Hurricane Ian was fast approaching. Oh, it was down in South Carolina shrimping. Well, they decided to go ahead and try to bring her home to Holden Beach. And they started back up in that storm fast approaching, you know, and it, things was getting close to the to the nitty gritty. Well, they got off of, of Merle's Inlet and whatnot. They had engine trouble. And pretty much the the motor she just shut right down. Well they they tried to fire it back up and the starter burned up. And had another starter on there, but it, it just, it wasn't a good one. And they worked on it, worked on it. See, my buddy, he owns the boat, but he, he has a captain running it that has shrimp for a long time. Right. He, he's son, he knows, he knows every rock, every hole, every place to go. And, um, man, they just, it was an unfortunate thing. They, they couldn't get her fired up. So last minute they got up with the coast guard and they, they radioed out, told them what was going on. And, the Coast Guard didn't give them a choice. They told them they were coming to get them off there because it was life or death. I mean, right. the captain yeah. told me the seas was, was 15, 18 foot. That boat weighed 200,000 pounds. That thing would lift up, and then the water would come out under it. She'd fall, and it would just slam down. I mean, it was just – there's actually some videos on TikTok where people got some footage of her, of her getting beat up and coming in there. And, uh, mm-hmm. man, long story short, the Coast Guard flew in there on a helicopter. They made them boys jump off the back of her, and that rough water dropped the basket down. And it, it, it was just, it was a terrible time. Yeah. They, they basically 
kissed, kissed her bye, left the generator running, dropped anchor, and Coast Guard saved the crew, brought them in. The boat was out there. And so I thought my buddy at night, and he was a nervous wreck. That, that thing's out there floating around in that just horrible weather. And there was two options that was going to happen. Either he was going to get a phone call from the EPIRB, that's a system on the roof, when she goes under and sinks, the EPIRB lets you know the coordinates where it's at. And when that happens, it's a total loss. It's on the bottom out there in deep mm-hmm. water off the beach. Right. Or, or she'll, she'll pop up on the beach somewhere. And, man, it, I was scared for him. I mean, he, he couldn't really talk. He was just, he was a nervous wreck and, Went through the night, the storm passed. Well, the next morning, I, I talked with another friend of mine. We was talking about it, you know, hadn't heard yet from Eperb. And I said, well, hopefully she's washed up on the beach somewhere and it's fine. Well, about that time he called back, he said, son, I found a boat. I said, where at? On Facebook. I said, no, uh. He said, sure enough, on Facebook. He sent me a screenshot. And I forwarded it to my buddy. He called me back. He took a big, deep breath. He said, whew. He said, now the work begins. So mm-hmm. they hauled Buggy down to Myrtle Beach and found it. She was down there right off the beach. Well, it was, on, it was on the beach. I mean, it was right there in between two big high-rise hotels on a little old hotel. And um, that's when the work started. So when, when, when we figured out where it was, we had to get a game plan together. And what that involved it involved a lot of a lot of different things. First off, we had to get some heavy equipment. We had to get some great big tracos down there to dig around it because that boat was about nine or ten foot above the water level where the where the ocean was coming in. You know, it was high and dry on the sand. So we had to dig around it, make a big old hole where she would start to float. Mm-hmm. Then you had to get a bunch of rope. Now that boat it weighed 200,000 pounds. And when she's sitting high and high on the sand, um, it takes a lot of force to move it. Right. So we, we calling around, calling around, saying you don't know how hard it is to find some three and four inch hosser line when you need it the most. <laughs> we, we drove all the way to Georgetown, South Carolina on a, on a tip that there was some rope, but only about a third of it was good. The rest of it was rotten. It had been laying out there in a, in a yard. So we got a little bit of rope, but oh man, we was we, <laughs> at that time we was doomed. So we we called around some more, called around, and a friend of my dad's, Bob Glancy, a feller in Little River, he had the rope. He had about two thousand foot of three and four inch big giant nylon rope, and that mess probably weighed it probably weighed three thousand pound, I'd say, or thirty five hundred pound on the trailer when it was dry. Mm-hmm. So we. We gathered that, and then um, a friend of mine named Matt Britt, he got up with a fellow named Wilson Balkum out of Southport that brought a big caterpillar track. Within another friend of mine named Jamie Blanton and his brother Stephen Blanton, they bought a brought a great big track down there too, and they showed up. And um, so we had the we had the machines, we had the rope, but we had to get some power in the water so. We called around and we made some phone calls to our friends um, that had two shrimp boats and they was about 20 hours away. It was, it was Cameron Reeves and Brandon Wells mm-hmm. and them fellers 
drop of the hat. They said, son, we coming. They steamed 20 hours north through the night and come come to the rescue. And uh, so day one, it, 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 was a, it was kind of a fail. We just kind of dug around her, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And we just didn't get nowhere. We had the, the fellers on the way with the boats and we had the equipment there. So we called her quits. Well, day two, we get there early in the morning and we start digging. And I got my dad, Sammy, down there. See, we used to have a railway in Barnum Town. That was a, that was a system that, that it, it lowered down in the water. It was like a great big trailer system style thing that was on some pylons on some railroad tracks with a great big crane um, gear and, and, and motor. Mm-hmm. And it would pull boats up on the hill. We could work on them. So my dad, he had a lot of knowledge and experience on how them big boats act and, and how to move them around. And we got him down there and the, so day two, we, we we dug and we started to get it to float, but it just weren't enough. The boats hadn't made it there yet. And um, so day three, it was the show. You know, on the second day, there, there was a bunch of people down there. It was already blowed up on social media and whatnot. There right. was people down there. They all kept asking, you know, when, 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 when are we going to get her off the hill? And um, so day three. They started showing up, and man, there was there was there was thousands of people throughout the day that was there. I mean, they was TikToking, Facebooking, Instagram, and just all that. I mean, it's crazy mm-hmm. what smartphone, internet, you know how it connects people. Right. And so we started digging, and see, we had a we had a window. It was the tide. We started on low water, and we started digging, and. We got a great big hole. We got her where she was down. You know, we dropped her right on down pretty much to the water level. Mm-hmm. We took all that rope. We laid it on the beach. And we made a great big bridle all the way around the boat. Had more rope laid up there, you know, in case of emergency. And thank God we did. Because when the show really started, when the boats got there and they hooked up, we started tugging, started pulling, people just cheer and holler and i mean man it was incredible it was like being in the final inning of a real important game right you know bases loaded waiting on that star hitter to show up and knock her out the park put her in the pines Mm -hmm. then the the rope broke Mm. it sounded like lightning cracking on the beach it silenced the entire crowd i mean it was incredible i mean how somebody didn't get hurt only the good lord knows right so luckily, we had them backup ropes. Son, it was like we landed on the beaches in Normandy. I mean, we went to just hustling it and just moving fast as we could. We we we, we run our air. There was five or six heads. We run our air and wrestle that great big old rope. You know, and it's big as round as your arm. And, and and once it gets wet, it triples in weight. So we we got our air. We fought it to the boat, and the fellers on the boat started pulling it up. And man, it, it, it was getting down to the nitty gritty. I mean, the tide, it was almost to the top of the high water. I mean, we had just a short window, and, and the, the just the, the intensity and the drama in the crowd, unless you was there, yeah, you just, I don't know, you, you, you'd you have to be in there to feel it. Yeah, and that, so, that's one of those things I wish I could have been there. Oh, man. So, anyways, we, we all come together, and, and we got that other rope out there tied up, 
it was incredible. Them boats they started pulling, they was black smoking. I mean, it was a sure display of America at its finest. You had raw horsepower in the water. You had all these people cheering on the beach. And, man, what was so beautiful about it, in the world we live in now, it's just a bad place now. People are not positive no more. People just don't love one another no more. But, man, at that point in time in history, it was a great it was a great thing for humanity because everybody was together on the beach cheering, just wanting to see that old girl go back out in the water. Mm-hmm. And, man, the more people cheered, it seemed like the more she'd move a little bit. Every time a wave would hit, Stephen Blanton, he'd push a little bit on the front of her. And my buddy Matt Brett, he was over holding the other side over the other track, though, keeping her straight. And them, them boys out there, them great big old shrimp boats out there just tugging and tugging. And, and finally... She started to float, and boy, I tell you what, the chill was on your back, and the hair on your neck would stand right up. The more people would holler and scream, it was awesome. They they got her out. They they they, they got her out in the water, and, and just people just teary eyed and just hollering and screaming and just so happy. And boy, we were so happy. And what was so incredible is that everybody come together and helped. We accomplished what we set out to do. You know, when that boat landed on the hill, the officials down there in Myrtle Beach and whatnot, boy, they was upset. They At one time, they wanted to crunch it up and put it in the back of dump trucks and haul it off. Mm. Just tarnish and get rid of history. We, we couldn't allow that. And, and luckily, everybody talked, man, and, and they found a softer place in their heart for people like us. And they was able to work with us, and we're so forever grateful for them, them, them suit and tie people helping us because mm-hmm. them allowing us to get together and do all that, that that that's what made it work is everybody just coming to an agreement and and doing it, right. and so that's something. The rest of my life, I'm just I'll I'll continue to tell people this story, and and I'm so just I'm humbled the fact that you reached out. And wanted to talk about it, and 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 you share an admiration as well for for you know them old boats and, and that way of life. And uh, man, the coolest part about it is at one time, though Shane Michelle, the former Winds of Fortune, she was high and dry on the hill, and we got her back down the water, and we fired that thing up, and they drove her home on her own power. That's awesome. now she were a hundred percent. She got beat up pretty bad, and um and. And it, it it was a time getting her home. It took probably four times the amount of time to get her back home. But they did. They they drove her home. Mm-hmm. And they took her back to the old ferry right there in Holden Beach. They tied her up. And they got a game plan together. And then they um, they ended up taking it to Moorhead City and put it on a railway up there. And they have completely fixed the, the bottom of her. They've, they've got all the little holes here and there fixed. And the, the motor and all that is back in tip-top shape. And actually, just a, a day ago, they, 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 they launched her back in the water, and they're they bringing her back home, back to the old ferry. They're going to set their nets back up and get ready because them white shrimp's coming. It, oh, it, it, you know, the wet dropped off. The water's getting cold. Them shrimp's showing up, and uh, it's victory. And, and I'm just I'm so glad that all these people come together and out of the kindness of their heart and, you know, in love for one another, 
they all come together and we work together and we got that old shrimp boat back in the water she lives to fight another day son Heck she yeah. lives to fill the deck jam full again of them, yeah. of them good old Carolina shrimp that people love to eat that i love to eat oh, yeah. i'll eat it son. i'll eat it morning lunch snack in the middle of the day and i'll eat it for dinner and i'll wake up middle of the night and i'll eat one or two more <laughs> that's just, that's not man i i love it so, i so, love the people sound like old forest gump right there old old shrimp gumbo shrimp on a stick heck yeah all of uh-huh. it i love it all, all of it. well that's awesome man I'm, I'm glad to hear that boat's back in the water and 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 heading back to the house that's that's awesome right there and yep. <clears throat> the funny thing is, is you said it's parked there at Old Ferry, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, I've, I think I've passed that boat. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you how many times I passed that boat going back and forth in the intercoastal. And uh, we were actually fishing the uh, U.S. Open, and I guess she had not made it to Moorhead City at the U.S. Open by the time U.S. Open hit, um, because I came by the boat sitting there and uh they said why are you staring at that boat i said i i'm not 100 percent sure but i think that's the one that was down on myrtle beach they said no there ain't no way that's the one that was down there in Myrtle beach i said i think it is i'm pretty sure it is and and now that you said over at old ferry i'm like oh yep that was it (laughs) it was yep that's kind of funny and she's back man it's something it live like I said. She lives to fish another day. Yeah, and and the that, that we was able to to help save that entire Magwood family's legacy, and save a very very important and iconic vessel of this side of the country. Mm-hmm. It's just man, that that's something that I am proud of. Proud to have been a part of. Yeah. Pr- proud to know all the men and women that helped, and 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 proud to have been an heir. And shook the hands of total strangers. That was happy for us. That that people I had never met and we'll never see again probably. That people come out here and they and they brought us food. One man showed up with a great big old platter from Bojangles. Another man showed up with some Coca Colas and some crackers. I mean, just man, that's what's so awesome about it. Is yeah. how in the midst of all what you got going on, you got messed up politics, you got evil every day on television and mm-hmm. news and whatnot. And then in the glimpse of all that, you had humanity there coming together. Right. And that is something that I am so glad that, you know, you got it with me and asked me to, to tell about. And it is. It's an awesome story. Oh, and it I is. And I am true to, to, to tell it. It is. It is. It's one of those stories that, that when you hear, <clears throat> and hopefully the people that are listening, you know, hear, and you just feel good, man. And, and, and it's, it's stories like that that give me hope for humanity that one day it's not going to be, I I hope and pray to God it's not going to be like it is right now where, you know, those people, they didn't ask you, Hey man, you, you vaccinated or, uh, Hey, who'd you vote for in the last election? Or, you know, what, what's your stance on abortion or anything like that? They didn't ask you any of that crap because it didn't matter. None of that mattered at that point. They just wanted to be there to help. And that, and that was the important thing. And that's what we need to get back to as Americans and back to as people is, man, put all this stuff aside. Put your swords away for a little bit and let's just 
get back to what it was, man. Go get on a shrimp boat and go out there and do some shrimping. That'll probably yep. change your, change your mind about a whole lot of stuff right there. And, and if anybody out there listening to this, if you make it to Holden Beach, go buy Holden Beach Seafood. It's right off of Highway 130. Go buy Holden Beach Seafood. You can't miss it. It's a great big blue building, and they have got a shrimp boat sitting out there in front of the building um, right there in the grass. It's, it's the oldest dated shrimp boat around it was built in the early 1900s and and the old man that had it um he didn't want to see it sink so he gave it to my buddy and they they got an old feller that that moved houses for a living and they built a big old giant trailer they backed her in the water and they drug that shrimp boat up there and got a crane to come and set her on the ground propped it up and now it's the photo op and it's and it's another it's another image you know of our little world Mm-hmm. You can stop and look at one. If you've never seen a shrimp boat, you can go by Hold Meat Seafood and you can sit here and take a picture and show that to your family. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so if anybody out there hears it, pull in there, buy you a mess of shrimp, get you a bushel of oysters. Oh yeah. Go home and eat it with your family and enjoy it. That's right. Because because people that actually work for a living, that's the ones that put them shrimp in there and and, and puts them bushels of oysters in there. I um, I wrote a song. It's called The Waterman. And um, it says, never trust nobody that doesn't work with their hands. But most of all, God bless the water man. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you need to send me the link to that um to that song so I can listen to it. I so the people, people on here can listen to it and y'all can kind of get a, a feeling of what it is uh, like down it's there. A, anyways. It's on YouTube, actually. Um, I, I wrote it years ago. At a at a old man in our community died. And, um, sitting there looking at his casket, all of it come to me at one time, and I wrote it down, come up with the song and the and the and the music for it, my guitar. And years passed by, and I never put it on the internet until after we got the shrimp boat off the hill, and I took all the pictures of that whole episode, and I put it together in a little video, and it's on YouTube. You can type in the Waterman by Hunter Varnum, and it's on there, and you can hear it, and see all the pictures and whatnot. And man, it's it's something I'm proud of. It ain't much. I ain't never won no Grammy. I ain't never made no money off of it, but I don't want to. Just <laughs> to true. share it with people and connect with them, that's all I care about. That's, that's right. That's why, that's why I'm proud of the story and, and thankful that you, you got it with me to, to talk about it because um, it just <laughs> I've said it over and over again. It's an awesome thing, man. It is. It is. And Man, I appreciate you coming on and telling us that story and everything, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um. The, the it's a it's a truly moving story and uh hopefully one day when i come down there man maybe we can get up and 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 maybe just hang out and maybe eat some oysters or or do something i would love to jared you 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 call me man anytime you come my way um i got a place at my dinner table for you and your family well thank you so much sir i'll i'll holler at you later yes sir you have a good night you too Man, thank y'all for tuning in this week, listening to what we had going on for the uh, podcast. Man, big thank you to Hunter uh, for coming on and telling us that story. It's I know this is not a normal thing that we normally do. Um, we normally, you know, cutting up and going crazy on here and everything else. But uh, that story was something, uh, something else, man. I, I tell you. Uh, that that whole community down there the people that 
that helped out with that um with that boat and everything like that that's just, it's just a truly amazing story um next week we will be introducing the new um giveaway it's something that is only going to be announced on the podcast i'm not going to be uh making a facebook post about it or anything like that it'll only be on the podcast uh until uh, probably for a week or two if we don't get all the spots filled and like i said i'll explain all that next week i'm gonna have matt on next week he is the sponsor that's going to be giving away this giveaway um, he'll be here to answer any questions that you think you might have or whatever. Um, I, it's it's going to be, I'm going to try to ask as many questions as I can, as broad as I can. Uh, that way, that it, hopefully that answers any questions for anybody that has about it. But if you end up having a question or something about it, call me, text me, send me a message, whatever, and I'll, I'll answer them as best as I can. Uh, so we got that coming up. We've also got a a first on the podcast here coming in in the next couple weeks. We should have our first female voice on the podcast to tell us about her experience, a uh, uh, couple stories on on uh, some hunting. Um, so that that's kind of exciting, man. That that's a little exciting, and then. And a couple weeks after that, we've got somebody else coming on that's going to tell one of those heartbreaking stories. Um, that's just going to going to. I don't know if it'll bring a tear to my eye because I don't I don't really know what what it's all about. But he said it it's probably going to bring a tear to his eye. So <laughs> we got we got a couple things going on, man. So stay tuned. Uh, check us out next week. Check us out on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, give us a like give us a follow we appreciate all those haters out there and uh, we'll see you next week